Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. What's up, guys? It's Nikki Lachey, and you are listening to Beyond Borders with Rose Gold and Kid Gravity. The views and opinions of this podcast are solely those of the host. And if you heard something you didn't like, Kid Gravity probably said it. 440 years to stop practicing racism, and you haven't stopped yet. But I'm just wondering, will relations improve or deteriorate as a result of all this discussion? Are we going to move this forward, Miss Ali, and I'll go around the horn. Miss Ali first. Well, I think that it certainly is going to move a lot of black people forward because now they know that they can maybe speak out and express themselves. And that's very important that people can express themselves because most of my people have been so scared that, you know, we don't talk about things. But I think one thing that's not going to help us is right now in Ohio, I'm over here in Ohio, there's a bill in our legislature that's going to allow people, we already can carry concealed guns in bars over here, but now we're going to be able to carry a gun in church, in daycare centers, a concealed weapon, in government building and colleges. Now, you know, all we need Ms. is somebody Ali? to come into the IRS building I, I, with hey, a gun. I'm going to interrupt you. Well, it could be a publicity stunt. We've had a lot of big ones in this country, you know, equal opportunity, integration, Social equality. We've had a lot of publicity stunts. Well, I wanted to say that, you know, white people did think the earth was flat until some white explorers came to Egypt and got the information from some black men that it was round. So I think hey, if Ali, we all go back to our own communities in this and start looking around, Please. trying to, you know, help solve those murders, that we could continue on with this judicial idea that we have and hold the courts accountable for finding the people that are killing us. I think what happened is that since Zimmerman is going around passing for white, and I think it's the custom in all of those police departments not, not to arrest what the white media men portrayed for killing black males the media that they didn't want to deal with it. And they weren't going got... to deal with it until there was an outcry from our community. Mark, help me he out wasn't here. Portrayed I would like that to know the, the nationalities of those 11 police officers First you claim all, were there. Beyond Borders presents podcast to podcast. <laughs> when y'all see this mask on, you know we got some things we got to discuss. This is Kid Gravity. We have reopened the podcast to podcast series. And this is a special episode. It's birthday week for Kid Gravity. I'm going to be turning 3-5 this year. So I figured since I have a platform now, I spent birthday week collaborating, and tonight we're going to collaborate. But we're going to collaborate for positivity, and I know on Beyond Borders, we don't do too much positivity. We save that for Bet on Black. So, tonight, 
we are going to discuss the legacy and the impact of the greatest black woman that ever lived. And no, that's not Charles Kamala Harris, because she's not black. We are talking about the great Sharzad Ali. And when y'all heard the clip in the beginning, that was from a living color because that was not my song effect. That is from one of my guests. But she kind of threw me off. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so Shahzad Ali, that clip you heard in the beginning was from a living color because living color back in the day, if you're under 20, you don't know nothing about this. They used to go in on everything pop culture in the black community or the regular communities. And Shahzad was hot in the late 80s, early 90s with her string of best-selling books, including this one, which I promo a lot on the show. This book will save the black race if Negroes will pick it up. It's called The Black Man's Guide to Understand the Black Woman. And my guest has the same copy and she shamed me because she has almost every book, but that's okay. So tonight, like I said, we're gonna be discussing her impact if you watch this show and listen back on the audio, you are going to get offended. I'm going to just tell you up front because we're not going to hold any punches today. And if you're a black man, you're going to get offended. If you're a black woman, you're going to get offended. If you're a black child, this is not for you because I'm not signing that COPA agreement. This is not made for children under 18. So listen to it at your own risk. But first, I'm going to allow my guest to introduce herself and we're gonna get right into it. Cause I don't know where the rest of the black people who said they wanna be on this, cause of course they gotta be late, but go ahead. Greetings everybody, my name is Taisha Essex. You can find me over at Taisha Essex, hold on. Taisha Essex over on YouTube. I am owner of Timonics Personal Defense. I'm a content creator as well as a firearm enthusiast. I talk about the Second Amendment all the time. I drive across country and vlog, and I am unapologetically a black woman. I'm not a woman of color. I am a black woman, and I love the black man, and it's an honor to be here tonight. I'm wearing this mask from my newest uh, short film, They Evil, so go check that out over at theyevil.com. And yeah, like I said, happy to be here tonight. So thank you, Kid Gravity, for the invite. Yes. This is a black only zone tonight. So white people and Indians that hear this, don't get offended by what we're about to say. This is all love. But just know she went after y'all too. I'm gonna take this mask off because this mask on here. Hi. I'm nervous oh, about cutting on, on on these lights. Back on the headphones. Okay, folks. Folks. Mask off. Mask off. Which is they gonna say Martin Luther King Day when them two get inaugurated, but that's another subject for another day. We'll leave that alone. Folk, we, we, if you're black, you need to understand the impact this woman has had on the black race. Even though it was underneath by today's standards. Cause I'll tell you this, if she was, if she dropped these books in the social media age, she would and he's doing these interviews she would be so legendary it's not even funny and i tell people all the time well i tell my co-host but i tell other people all the time i put a clip up before we even started this podcast just as a promo just to show what kind of subjects we were going to talk about 
Do you know to this day, every week, I still get a like on that video? That's what's up. And it's all about Charizard shutting down a black woman when she said that we're not supposed to stand behind this man. And she got her told, folk, I'm going to let Taisha explain how hard and how much of an impact Charizard has on her life because I have the clip and I'm going to show y'all the clip. And when y'all see the clip, you're going to understand her impact. But, but go ahead. I must say that it's an honor to be a Cincinnatian. I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, hometown of Sister Charizard Ali. She has done great things. She has made contributions to the Marva Collins uh, College Preparatory School, if I said that right. But uh, yes, and if you do not know who Marva Collins is, you need to go look her up because a lot of people know about Dr. Umar and his school. Well, you can learn about Dr. Marva Collins, who was a Chicago school teacher who started a school for black children in her attic. Okay, so that was the first, you know, person of uh, a, a black black woman who was a person who who made a school for us out of her her own pocket, sacrifice, you know, her own family. You can actually watch her story here on YouTube. She was playing by Cicely Tyson. But Sister Charizard Ali, I found out about her when I was a little girl. My mother was watching her on, I think, Geraldo. And I remember hearing, you know, my, my aunts and stuff talking about her, but I didn't know exactly who she was until, shout out to Brother Tariq Nasheed, who introduced her in the Hidden Color series. And I'm like, hold on, I remember that voice. And I, I, I remember the impact that she had on, you know, women in Cincinnati who were actually wearing, you know, their, their, their crown their their head wraps and one thing that I can appreciate about her is that she gave black women a direction the black man and the black family is not our enemy and yes we are still still suffering from the the, the miseducation the abuse you know the horrors of slavery we have to deal with that but we have to as black women know that our black man is not our enemy the non-black man is not our savior and we need to take care of home and to have a peaceful life we need to get along with our black man for our survival so shout out to her and I want to also give her props because a lot of people know about Iyala Van Zant. Iyala copied her style off of Sister Charizard Ali. If you mm. want to put that out there, okay? Shots. So, so Iyala. Oh, there's one more, but I'm going to mention this. There's one more. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, y'all have fixed my life. Nah, Shaharazad got all y'all y'all business. So when y'all go and watch the episode of uh, Sister Shahrazad Ali on Gerardo and Phil Donahue, you'll see some familiar names such as Jesse Lee Peterson, Yala Van Zahn, and some other people in the crowd. So she was the one who started and saved black bookstores. So salute to our sister. I'm forever grateful for the impact that she's had on my life as a black woman. Negroes. <laughs> Y'all remember this song? U N I T Y. U N I T Y. That's a unity. It's for unity. Guess what, folk? Little fun fact. Do you know that Queen Latifah's Jew handlers told her to go to go imitate Shahzad Ali because her music would sell better? Oh, y'all didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Go look at Shahzad Ali's picture from the '90s, and go look at Queen Latifah when when she was running around being ultra pro black. And tell me that she couldn't be her sister. She couldn't play her in the movie. Another influence is one of my most favorite songstress, Rest in Power, to Phyllis Hyman. When you go look at some of Phyllis Hyman's uh, videos and mm -hmm. records, she started wearing the crown as well and the shoulder pads and owning it. So shout out and rest in power to Phyllis Hyman. Yes, sir. And ma'ams.
and little kids are gonna hear this in about 10 years when they're older because my stuff don't come up in the kids section because y'all not ready for that i could do a whole kids episode of Shahrazad ali but you know i don't know how that would work you actually absolutely can because she has a book things your parents should have told you i mm. managed to, to get a copy of it shout out to positive vibes in virginia beach virginia you can get your copy with them they also have a store on amazon make sure it says positive vibes and you can get your copy how much money did they pay you for that none because i'm black See? and i'm proud that's so you, that's how you build black <laughs> go ahead but, yes but folk i gotta play the clip real fast because y'all gotta hear what this woman said to this black woman who tried to be the i guess the 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 house negro that sat on the porch and tried to say that the slave was going to the fence and this is what happened so say black women can't be trusted in the presence of strange women of strange men for very long meaning that if they see a a man they're going to take off well, with him familiarity doesn't just breed contempt it can sometimes breed desire but that means the black woman has loose morals well we learned them what makes you the authority where'd you get all your information from uh, i got it from studying my people now i really don't think that this is the right thing to do for the first question to be a white female i think we need to get a sister somebody right. who might understand more about what i'm saying well, All I right, sort of, Shahrazad, I, I apologize, I'm kind of colorblind. All I right. just go to whoever had the <laughs> Well, I didn't get up here basically because I'm a black sister. I'm a black woman. Yes, ma'am. And I'm not, none of the things that you say, I work. I'm not a thief. Well, I don't steal. Well, I'm let not me explain a liar. And I still have all my teeth. Uh, a lot of... <laughs> A lot, a lot, Sally, now, of what we generally use and how I'm introduced with the book is sometimes taken a bit out of context. What I'm saying, I have not said that black women are the total cause of all of the problems of the black man and in the black community. What I'm saying is that we are 50% responsible for all the problems in our community. We have never accepted responsibility for any of it. I'm saying that the black man is 50% responsible and the black woman is 50% responsible and the white power structure is 100% responsible. With all due respect, Shahrazad, this book lifted, uh, not out of context, but every quote from your book as you wrote it doesn't have very much negative about the black man and nothing positive about the black well, woman. Well, we've always had uh, books that gave our positive side. We are very strong women. What so I'm trying to do is to remind us that we are using our strength in the wrong direction. We're using it against our man instead of for him. And as a result of that, we're not able to be with him. And we have went for some ideas that are not our own. And we have tried to incorporate those in our relationships. And we're breaking up and our children are out of hand and out of order. And I'm saying that until we get our family structure back intact, that we're not going to be able to produce a successful generation of black people. But to write a whole... To write a whole book condemning the black woman. I would like to know who raised you and how they raised you. Did you listen to what she had to say? Well, the, uh, the book is not autobiography, so it's no point in me trying to explain that. The book is about us. Um, I like to say, well, I've read the book. Referring to a comment a sister made over here, and I have a girlfriend, and she doesn't. Um, exemplify all the attributes that she mentioned in the book, but the book clearly states all women don't have that. But, you know, the guilty speak the loudest. 
Um, this is going to pertain to you and him at this point. The guilty does not speak the loudest in this case simply because you're sitting there believing everything that you wrote. He obviously believes it too. Not too many of us here believe it. And since she asked you a question and you didn't want a white woman to be the first one to answer it, ask you it, I want to ask it to you. Um, who where did you get your knowledge from? I mean, we all read the Bible. Who taught you this? And what well, gives you the right to tell us all that we are no good, that we are all these things, rats, bats, whatever you're writing about us in your book, which believe me, I will never read. Um, I have a husband, I have children. We live together, we do our thing together. I don't have to bow down to him and I don't have to walk behind him and a five I'm steps not suggesting behind. that we do saying, that. Well, yeah, you're saying we are 50% wrong. That's right. They are 50% wrong too That's in that right. case. So we need a mutual understanding. We don't need to become slaves to them. Well, you're we taking can't us get any understanding until years. we accept our share of the responsibility. The black man has always been picked up by everyone and talked about why he's wrong, what he's doing that's not correct, and how he has left us and mismanaged his family, but we've never examined why he has left us. He's left us because we are too hard to get along with. Next. Look at the face of those Negroes when she said that. Folk, when y'all, folk, when y'all hear this on the audio, I, you gotta go look up the Sally Jesse Raphael clip on that. It's, it's called Shazad Ali, Sally Jesse Raphael part two. Just play that clip. Boy, when she said that last sentence, you should look at that chick's face. They put it on the black man, and then Charizard sat there with the Cheshire cat grin. She was like, now say something to me. Brother, I must tell you that I love her reaction. I love going back and watching these these videos of our sister because she's so unapologetic, but she's also so so composed. She doesn't, you know, let her emotions take over as much as they pick these select audience members to come at her. But oh yeah, oh, you know we got to talk about that. Oh yes, we do because I got something. I, I had to go to my bookshelf. You know, I'm a nerd. I I was raised on reading Rainbow. So yes, I, 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 I got something. If you want me to int introduce that now, that will shut everything down. All right. Let me just show you all this. I got this <laughs> from her wiki. Now, they mm -hmm. asked her why she wrote the book. Mm -hmm. This is why she wrote the book. She said, quote, I wrote the book because black women in America have been protected and insulated against certain kinds of criticism and examination. I'm going to get flagged for that, but I'm fine with it because it's going to be on the audio. But and if you allow yeah. me to, I'll repost it on my channel, okay? And oh, we'll no, have tons of support. Oh, we'll no, have tons of support. Clip. We'll have tons of support, brother. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I told y'all, folks, when y'all put up stuff like that, you get criticism, especially from the guys. If you try to be pro-black, you know, they don't like that because, you know, they want to they wanna straddle the fence, especially now with y'all's... Okay, fine. Y'all went and elected... Uh, somewhat half black Hillary Clinton who did it better because she's likable, but that's fine. But if I put up something from her, y'all love it. But if I put up something from Shazad, y'all look at me like I'm crazy. If I'd have put that clip up again, or the one where she said, where, where she was in sold people for always bringing up her money, y'all would say, oh, she's a hateful black woman. Mm. Oh, why, and we also got to talk about it. Why are they pocket watching her? Because she had the perfect comeback. You don't tell I, Nike or IBM they made too much money, but you want to sit up here and judge my, my book 
And she's mm-hmm. she, like, as I mentioned earlier, she gave everybody else a platform. Jesse Lee Peterson with his, you That's know, the right there. cotton plantation, loving sack, you know, sh- sh- shout out to Tariq and giving him the Coon Train Award. Iyanla Van Zandt, who found her way to get buddy buddy with Oprah. OK, so she she has has based on on what she has done and her impact she has gave a lot of people a platform given a lot of people a platform and that okay? dude hakeem he was saying you knew he wanted to show his book he read him he's like listen you i put my book up there and mm-hmm. and what's the name what's the name went right up in there donnie he went and he was like all right go ahead come on right right i was like you and then, and then jesse came out in third part and jesse jesse you know what i like jesse i know i know Tariq don't like jesse but i like jesse Sometimes he, he, crazy. he likes Tariq because he Tariq respects Jesse for what he does. He's he's put put money in, in Jesse's pockets. You know, he was in Hidden Colors Five and they also had the debate, which was one of his his highest ranking shows on mm-hmm. the Jesse Lee Peterson channel. So Tariq mm-hmm. yeah, is all in stage, so check that out. I'm trying to get on there. Tariq is putting money in our our elders' pockets, so you yes. know he, there's no hate. It's just business. It's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and just remember too, he also popularized Beta Bell. Super. Subject <laughs> for another day. Maybe we'll do a show on the impact of Jesse Lee Peterson. Who knows? Oh my goodness! But and I know you ain't. I know you're gonna opt out of that show. But it's okay. I'll be. I, I, I'll be there. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She could be in the cut. <laughs> but yes, but folks, I mean, when she came out with this book, when did she write the book again? Was it like, this she book? said she spent like five years on the mm-hmm. research, right? And that was another thing. I love how they kept telling 1989. her. 1989. Yeah. I love how they kept saying she didn't do any research on this. Yet in the book, she tells you, I spent like three to five years gathering the information. Her comeback was perfect. She was like, what you gonna do? Call them all? You know? Exactly. It's, it's 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 based on living like she is a black woman. She lives in in these communities. I mm-hmm. I live with her. I'm gonna say live with her, but I come from the same stopping ground, Cincinnati, Ohio, the ugly, dirty, beautiful city home of also our fellow Cincinnati and Cat Williams. But you know, other and people great, who, and one of the greatest black movies in two D. Yes, there we go. Filmed at Lincoln Park, but you know, also we we also had Jerry Springer, a mayor of Cincinnati. You know, so mm-hmm. nobody questions these other people on where they they get their sources and their information from, but they want to come at at her. So you know, the, the the book is beautifully written. Shout out to you and and Scorpio season. You're gonna be thirty five. Want to say thirty five is thirty five is a beautiful year. I'm getting ready to be thirty six, and I'm so proud to not be a thirty five year old grandmother. So shout out to sister. Yes. Yes, I am not yes. one. Breaking those generational curses, you know. So yes. shout out to Sister Ali, you know, for really having having an impact on that. Because a lot of the stuff that's dysfunctional in our community, you know, the other communities, they 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 bank billions. They bank their generational wealth off of black dysfunction. So when we have mm-hmm. someone like 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 Sister Ali who comes through and points out our dysfunctions and gives and gives us a solution on how to reverse that, they attack her because she messing with their money. You know, they mm-hmm. bank off of us not liking our hair. So we give the Koreans, you know, all this money for for, for, for hair weaves. We get lazy and don't want to sit at home and have a sister circle and do our nails and pedicures at home. So we give the Viet, the Vietnamese all, all of our, our money. We, you know, don't want to cook at home. So we go to Italian restaurants and give them all of our money. We don't want to sit at home and educate our children. So we give everybody else all of our money. And they get the... the they, they get our... 
our our, our tax dollars to edu- to miseducate our children. So they were mad at Sister Ali because she was messing with their money. She's right. the one who put this, this this book together. How how not to eat the pork? How not to eat pork or life without the pig? She she gives tons of information that she wrote this and illustrated herself as black women. If we cook better, if we had a better control of our kitchen, our men and ourselves would not be suffering from from type one and type two diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, getting limbs chopped off. Our children won't be out here on ADHD and hyperactivity medication if we take control of our kitchens. You know, our children should not be eating. And McDonald's and chicken nuggets and french fries and icy drinks okay we should be feeding them everything should be cooked with love and, and, and with a sense of pride from our kitchen so she she was messed with everybody else's pockets and that's why they did not like her because she actually advocated eating kosher food and following the teachers of of um the honorable Elijah Muhammad in this book leave the pig alone that's not for us you know you messing with Chick Fil A money down where you at. You know hey, that. Hey, I, I cooked. I I, I I did. I have not stood in line for one Popeyes chicken sandwich. I cook the best chicken sandwiches up in here. I go to I you go to Chick Fil A when I'm on the road. But this kitchen right here. You know when I move down there, we gotta have to test that theory, right? Oh, you you more than welcome. I, I'm mm-hmm. surrounded by cotton fields and peach farms. Come on down here, all right? Oh, Lord. oh no, <laughs> we might have. There might be battles on this. You never know. Okay, come on so. down here, brother. Oh, okay. Before we talk about the the big controversy, because you know I got to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Now, I've read this book about three times, mm-hmm. and page forty four is my one of my favorite pages because this is when they. I think this was when the advent of what you're seeing now, especially now on YouTube, the the women that don't want to be the housewife or they don't want to be a wife, but they want the privileges. And she actually brought that up in the book because that because in the 90s, that's where it started. And if you don't know, she kicked herself off. I don't know why she did that. I think her thing is over it. But... But I'm going to read really fast. I think your camera, I say, I told you they spike in you. You, you went after Chick-fil-A and they kicked you out. You see that? There's a storm passing through, so oh, our yeah, internet yeah. has been kind of janky. Wait, but, what's your yeah. internet down there before I read that? So the, I inter- the internet is cocks around, around here. The cocks suckers, you know. The, I'm from New York. Yeah. I had to say pause. Okay, yeah. cocks. Suckers. Suckers. Mm. They down here. Wait, is that the only one, or y'all still got Xfinity? For this area, it's Cox, but if you go into other portions, I'm like I'm, I mean, I'm 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 outside of Atlanta. I'm 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 in Greater, and we have have Cox. Like the other side of of the street has um, Georgia Power. We have Flint. So yeah, it's a little. It depends on oh. where you at. Because a lot, a, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm I'm in Atlanta," but they're in Powder Springs or you know in the mm-hmm. outskirts. So it it, it just depends. Okay, cool. All right. So, page 44, y'all. Whenever y'all get the book, please go buy the book. Mm-hmm. Support the sister. I mean, she she's spending time. See? See what it says on the bottom? $20 and worth every penny. Hell yeah. Okay. So, this is page 44. So, it says, being a good wife is considered dull and outdated by the modern black woman. I like how she didn't space out black woman, but, you know. Mm-hmm. That's like my one little nitpick. There was a lot of, like, grammatical errors i'm i'm a nazi with that but whatever 
So she said, um, other black women will tell the good wife, one, you're a fool for working all day and cooking all night. He'll eat if he gets hungry. Number two, why don't you tell him to cook dinner? He gets home before you do. Number three, you're a fool to give him all your money you worked for and you got a right to spend it on whatever you want to. Four, I wouldn't take it. Five, girl, you ain't his slave. I, I, I had to put the emphasis on that one. But Number six, why don't you go to this party with us this weekend? Seven, it may be for some people, but it's not for me. I just ain't cut out for it. Number eight, God ain't made, God ain't made the man I do all that for. Number nine, you ought to just tell him that you ain't going to do it. 10, girl, I used to do that, but I got hit. 11, you have to train a man to do what you want him to do. And number 12, it's not fair for him to expect you to do all that. Folk, haven't we heard these excuses in, in our 30s now? We've heard these. They're just not as dressed up real nice as she did. Well, number one, you do see a lot more men cooking for themselves nowadays. So that that got destroyed real quick. And then you said, why don't you tell him to cook dinner? Okay, he did. And y'all still not appreciative. So what is he supposed to do? You're a fool to give him all your money. But you aren't you the fool for asking him for his money? I just want to know, but I'm sure I'm going to get flagged by the time y'all hear that question, but that's okay. I wouldn't take it. That ain't what I'm seeing on Instagram. Shout out to the IG hoes, you know, IG hoes. Before we continue, IG hoes, you, you know, you know, I love you. Kid Gravity loves you. It's going to be all right. Y'all got Biden and Harrison. The COVID's almost over. Y'all get to get flown out again. So it's okay. We're going to do a show about y'all. You know what? It's birthday week. Maybe I'll do it on Friday. We'll do the IG hoes show. I'm, 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 it's my love letter to the IG hoes. That's what we're going to call it. Trick love the hoes. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, we, we might have some Drake instrumentals. I might get some candles too. Let's go. Okay. Um, girl, you ain't his slave. Mm, but you're supposed to let that man slave for you. Fact. Uh, why don't you go to the party with us this weekend? Um, you're going to do it anyway. Seven, it may be for some people, but it's not for me. I just ain't cut out for it. And you wonder why you're a baby mama. Eight, God ain't made the man I do all that for. Okay, I'm shutting the book on that one because you down there in Georgia. And y'all loves y'all's church. Oh, that, you just hurt my heart. You just hurt my heart. Oh, well, this segues, to... this segues into the, the controversy. I need to go in there and put my church wig on. Oh, church. Oh, no, listen. My church. Church. <laughs> You know you gotta get the Paula White tongue. You know that. You lucky I don't have the Paula White tongue. Oh <laughs> Lord. But folks, God ain't made the man I do that for. Folk, if y'all never read this book, there's there's a bit of a controversy with this book. On a certain page, I'm not gonna tell y'all what page because I want y'all to read the book. But she advocates that if a woman doesn't listen and doesn't follow her directions, that a man is permitted to give her an open hand slap in the mouth, which is what you heard at the beginning of the show. 
that's in the original uh, print, but however, yes. in the new print, yes. it's changed. Okay, it's changed oh, yeah. in the new print. Oh yeah, no, they had to clean it up. And this, and this print, I actually have the original print somewhere in here, but I have it, but it's not in this print. Yeah, that's it's not in that the, one. And that's what all the uproar was that's, about. That's like the they, one with the white cover. They would go yeah. immediately to that page, ignoring oh, yeah. all the rest of the pages, but go to that one. Mm -hmm. And if you watch any of the interviews that she did on Sally or Donahue or um, Geraldo, they all brought it up. Mm -hmm. And of course, I do my research. And... I found out why she said it and the context she said it in. And I understand who got mad, which were the Christian women. She's a Muslim. She practices Islam. They do things differently. Now, if you could say it's right or wrong, it's not up to you. That's just your opinion. That's how they roll. The fact so many Christian women got mad at that line I just laughed because, of course, she's not advocating a man to go hit his woman. But she's saying from her side of the fence, it's different rules. And if you don't listen, yes, the man may take a little bit of corporal punishment to his woman. And she stated that <laughs> when when a black woman is in a state of insanity, you know, she's insane. You tend to slap, you know, some sense into somebody to get them out of that right. state of insanity. And, um, and, th and that's, that's, that's very important because I've, I've been in places where, you know, people are, are acting out as, 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 as you know, I'm not sure if everybody else know, but my past, you know, I, I was a law enforcement officer. And when people are in that state of ins insanity and they're acting out and acting out violently, not following instructions, you know, they're resisting arrest. You have the use of force continuum, and then you you know you you charge them with a felony, how or a, a misdemeanor or whatever. But there's consequences to those actions. And when a black woman is is acting out in a state of insanity, you want to snap her out of that insanity. You're not advocating domestic violence. I'm a survivor of domestic violence, so that's not what she, what she was at. But if you're out of character and out of pocket so much where the only thing to do is to get you out of that reality. She didn't say like beat her to a pulp or damn near kill her. Get her out of state of, state of insanity back to reality. Snap out of it. You know, and so they wanted to play that to the fifth power against her and that was not it. Because and that and Coming up here, my mom and my aunts talk, talk about the Muslims or the nation of Islam. They don't involve the police in their or ordeals. They handle it. And as a police officer, I saw that in different communities. They would call their pastor over, and we would just so happen to get dispatched out because a neighbor called. But they did not call the police. They, they, they called people in their community to solve their problems. And so we should have a mechanism in place where we don't call outside help. We have a structure and consequences within our community to come and solve and extinguish our issues. Mm -hmm. And if y'all listen to the show I did a couple weeks ago and I came out with my my aid package, it's kind of like my version of Ice Cube's deal. I said on there, y'all want to defund the police? Make sure y'all use that money and create neighborhood watches. Because the Jews can do it and the Muslims can do it. There's no reason why you can't do it. But, you know, black folks. But we're going to talk about that later. But, yes. So, Charizard. This book. And look at the back. The back. The back. 
you can go buy this at Barnes and Noble if you could, and you just you know how everybody looks at the back of the book just to see like how the book starts. If know. I could, yes, can it, I can I read that? Yes, you can. can. I read that? Okay. This so this book, is the synopsis of the book. This book is for every black man in America. All the guessing is over. Find out why to give the black woman one last chance before dating a white woman. So, brothers, before you go swirl, like I know about y'all and y'all tendencies, I just moved from the greater okay, Seattle we're area. We're gonna talk about that. Okay, <laughs> but uh, here's here's the reasons that that she gives to give the black woman one more chance, one more again. How her mother affects the relationship. How her low self esteem manifests why she hates her own hair, why she dresses the way she does, why black women are rejected by black men, what her real value is, why she hides her true feelings, why she's so jealous and distrustful, what pregnancy really means to her, why she lies so much, what makes her different from other women, all of this and other mind-blowing answers to make your life easier. $20 and worth every penny, baby. Okay. <laughs> a little bit extra in there, but. I love number three, and I like how she bolded it, why she hates her own her. Now, if y'all y'all hear on the audio, I'm with a black woman who got natural hair. Even though on her short film, she had weave, but that was for <laughs> that was for a message, which is okay. Black women. Now, y'all notice I haven't talked about y'all in months on this show. But we're going to talk about the skin tone genders for tonight. Skin tone genders. Y'all know I hate weave. You you know this as a fact. I hate weave. It, it's like it's like I want to shoot it. No disrespect to Taisha because she 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 two way. I want to I want to shoot some of y'all's weaves. Some of y'all weaves. It's like how how you how, what's a nice way to say it? The weaves are atrocious. Make sure y'all go. Right, there go, it is. There go it check is. out theyevil.com. Like brother was saying, uh, yeah. it's 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 been three years now since I shaved off all my hair to a skin bald head. I think brother, I was balder than you when I shaved off all my hair three mm -hmm. years ago. <laughs> mm. I had that baldy bald, but but you know what? Some women can work the baldy look, and. I ain't never, you know what's funny? I never seen Shahrazad's hair. I never seen it. She she wears her 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 crown, therefore she didn't have to go to the yeah. Vietnamese stores and, and, and uh, catch a tiger drop kick to the face. You know. Oh while yeah, she was well, in, you, in don't you just love those videos. Don't you just love those videos? And then and then then the next day they all stand out there fifty percent off because he got to make amends. But the thing of it is that that ticks me off is that the black man is out there telling us that we are beautiful with the natural hair that grows out of our head, yet we still go and give our yeah. money to... And then the mixed breed come over there and start yelling at you. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, why she hates our, our, her own hair, and a lot of it comes from, number one, how her mother affects her relationships, because mm. I learned, I learned how how... Brother Malcolm X, rest in power, stated, "Who taught you to hate yourself?" And I was I, I was taught how to hate myself from my my, my mother. And mm. to be transparent for a hot hot second, I, I left home when I joined the military at eighteen, and I have not lived at home since. And I prefer to have a distance from my my family because I can define my own destiny, and you know undo a lot of the, the miseducation and you know things that was instilled in me coming up i can be my own person and do things differently without any repercussions so that was very true which what, what she stated mm. 
Mm. So, yes. And, you know, that for most that might lead to like mental illness and relationships going sour and, you know, distrust in the world. And then you have the second, well, the third to last one, what, what pregnancy really means to her. Because we all know, let's just say it, a lot of a lot of our women just have kids because they want someone to love them. We'll just say it. And a lot of them do it for 18 years of, of income mm-hmm. and government assistance. Mm, she know she 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 preaching. Go ahead. So I I mean, brother, you might not be able to say it, but but I, I, I can't. Ma'am, I've so. said it, I've said it every okay, time. Okay, good. Okay, I've good. Said it all the time. My co-host gets <laughs> mad at me. I put it on Instagram, I get backlash over it. I, I say it on YouTube and I get mad. I put it in people's comment section. The women get mad. But then, you know, I've, I've been on Twitter. I said it and swirlers come out of nowhere and they get mad. So, you know, I've got it from everywhere. So it's okay. It's fine. I, I, every day, it- every day I'm seeing it now. Thanks to you and other people. I'm starting to slowly become more pro-black every day, but I'm, I'm going to try to redefine what pro-black is. A big quote from Sister, uh, from Sister Ali is that you know, when black black women were having bastard babies, it was, you know, it was a sin. It was an abomination. It wasn't until the white white females started started having bastard children and they called it a, you know, single parenting alternative lifestyle, how whatever. But when we do mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's terrible and bad. If I could interject one second, I've been I'm probably gonna hope this until the end, but feminism really did a terrible thing to us black women yeah we she said it she said i'm out she said (laughs) we had yes we 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 were together as a black family unit you know we fought to stay to stay together during slavery like when when you know a black man and a black woman fought to stay together and you know battle the evils of slavery fight to keep our family together fight to not be 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 breeders our families get so sold off disconnected you know abused right in front of our our eyes our black man is tortured right before our eyes i have a poster right right behind me that 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 shows pictures of black men being lynched okay we were together we had all these outside influences acting on us but something happened is this this thing called feminism as we started fleeing the south from 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 jim crow up north to get into project housing and get get this government assistance and all it did Mm -hmm. was was create generational wealth for other families um I lived in, in Cincinnati. We were in Section 8 housing, and majority of our landlords on that Section 8 list were of Jewish descent. You would say mm-hmm. the, the, the last name. And when we didn't have enough money, we, we would get our check on the first of the month, your food stamps on the third. By the 25th, you're pawning yourself, your stuff at the Jewish uh, pawn stores that was in our neighborhoods. So I, I was raised in that. However, common, they had so much to say about Sister Ali's book. She didn't just just make the black man's guide to understanding the black woman. She made the black woman's guide to understanding the black man. So she didn't stay one-sided. She stayed equal. The scales were mm-hmm. balanced. However, comma, there was a book that is... 
that's not talked about as much, okay? And this book was prescribed to non-black women, and it was on how to, I'm going to read it, how to make your marriage a lifelong love affair. This was not prescribed to black women. It was prescribed to white women, and this book is called Fascinating Womanhood. I have a copy of it, okay? And pretty much, it tells the white woman everything she needs to do to have a lifelong marriage, okay? As you mm. notice, Sister Ali is giving us the tools to have a lifelong relationship with the black man and the black woman, and that will eliminate the dysfunction in our in our families for generations to come. But I'm going to read you two, uh, a few quick things from pages 256 on, and it, it, it tells you, apply this in the way you walk, talk, and use your hands and carry yourself. And this is prescribed to the white woman coming from Fascinating Womanhood by Helen Andelin. The hands, avoid stiff, brusque movements. Do not wave your hands in the air or use them firmly in expressing yourself. Sister Ali talked about that. The walk, avoid heavy gait or long strides such as the way men walk. We're supposed to be feminine in nature. The voice, if you are learning to walk and use your hands correctly, you tend to modulate your voice to harmonize with your manner. Okay, we're going to go to page 258. The laugh, avoid any tendency to the masculine laugh, such as a deep or loud noise. You be quiet and meek as a woman and be feminine. Cooing and purring, when a very feminine woman feels close to the man she adores, she coos and she purrs. Bewitching languor, languor is calm, quiet air similar to that of a cat relaxing before a fireplace. Facial expressing, expressions, avoid frowns, hardness in the eyes, tight lips, and a drooping mouth. Feminine mm. expressions are gentle, tender, sweet, with a soft look in the eyes. Feminine conversation, take care that your conversation is feminine. First, don't talk too much. All women talk too much. Now, doesn't mm. it sound like what Sister Ali was prescribing to the black woman to keep our, our families together and in harmony mm -hmm. and have a positive relationship with the black man? Not only do we have feminine womanhood, we also have this other book. I told you I'm a nerd. It's called To Be a Woman, which has a white woman on the cover prescribed to white women. So now you see the agenda is real. Mm -hmm. As soon as we prescribe to keep the black family intact, they want to attack her, which is the agenda to keep dysfunction and how they bake billions off of our dysfunction. I rest my case. Mm. Clear the courtroom. Court's adjourned. There it is. Folk, she broke it down real nice. And while you broke that down, I was reading over a quick, uh, well, it's not big, a big paragraph, but it's uh, kind of a I'll read half of it, but something came across my Instagram. So this is breaking news, y'all. After I read this, I'm going to show y'all this, and I'm going to read it to you, and I want to see what Taisha says. Because, again, this is another thing that I like to preach, that black people, we too much hear and we don't listen. So she said on page 68, another reason a black woman fails in her confrontations with the black man, because we've seen that a lot, is because she attempts to use the white woman's analysis and social priorities as her mentor regarding how she should get along with the black man. And y'all just heard her talk about two white books, which is funny because I just pulled that up and then she pulled up the white stuff and I was like, we, we must be in tune. We, we like this here. So y'all act like that white woman. Y'all know that white woman. She can, inter she can interchange herself depending on who she deals with. 
she can be meek with her white man, or she can be aggressive if she wants to be. She can be meek with us, or she can be aggressive with us. She can do that with the Latino and all that. You can't do that, black woman, skin tone, gender. Because when you do that, it even if you're meek, they say you're being what? Fake. Mm -hmm. If you be aggressive, what will they say you're being? Angry black woman. There it is. And Sister Ali pointed this out. Like, as black black women, we can take on these soft feminine characteristics when we're on the job working around non-black people. You know, it's yes, sir, and we dress feminine, we're soft, we're coy, we're things like that. However, when we come home to the black man, and there's another book. I have it over there on my other book bookshelf, and I talk about this on my YouTube channel right here you know it's called um uh, how to love a black man i believe is what's called it's by by angela freeman but uh she talks about that as black women we have to think about our black men okay majority of the posters i've seen of lynchings were of black men they are are murdered castrated before our eyes we fail to understand what our black man goes through each time he steps out of our door he faces mm. enemies from the time he leaves the door until he comes back home, and that's if he makes it home. He does not need to cross that threshold into our home and go to war again. Mm. Okay, we're not in competition with our, our men. Home is a place of peace. It's a home of refuge. As I said, I was a police officer. Coming home meant I took off my Kevlar. I took off my duty belt. Yeah, I still had a couple guns around, but that was my, my safe place. I wasn't on a swivel. And that's the way our black man needs to come home. Just for the, the mere fact that he made it home that day and he's living and breathing. He's not in a urn or, you know, we're not coming back home with an obituary. It's enough to celebrate that mm. that man, he's going out the next day to provide and protect. I love the black man for the simple fact that he will sacrifice everything to earn and work himself to the to the damn near death of him so that we don't have to go and be up up under somebody else's, you know, supervisor. And that's what I say too. We would give our our black man hell, but then leave and go be under the white man's supervisor where his wife gets to stay at home and shop at Macy's all day, but he at, at the job riding your ass and you come mm -hmm. home and let go of all of your anger, frustration on your black man. I'm I'm and and what's what's what sister Ali was saying, you don't give the, the very best of you to just any old random black black male. And I put a big difference. There's a difference between man and male, female and woman, okay? Every male is not worth the best treatment, your husband treatment. Some of them have to be charged to the game. Same as brothers. Not every female is worth being treated like it's not supposed to be your queen. You don't put your, your generational seed in every female you come across. It should be reserved for that special black woman that's going to treat you like the, the, the black king you are, the black man you are and y'all uh, established generational wealth and a legacy for for generations to come you you just don't be reckless out here again with any old, old little thing because then you will have all the hectic and allowing other communities to benefit off of your dysfunction mm. well said well said you heard that skin tone genders y'all heard that your eggs should not be cracked by every negro Played the sound effect again. Now she's gonna make me go get my roadcaster at 600 bucks. 
So wait a minute. If y'all want to donate to the Roadcaster Fund, put it right there at the bottom of the screen. Cash app it. Dollar sign <laughs> Kid Gravity Beyond. I take I take anything. But that was very well said again. But like I said, they're not ready for these conversations. Now, remember what I said before about black people like to hear but don't listen. I'm going to put something on the screen. I want you to read it, but I'm going to read it for the folk after I show it to you. So I'm going to spend five seconds. I'm going to show this to you. I don't know if you could see it. Damn. Of course you want to. Okay. Can you uh, text it to me? Uh, I could do that. Okay. Text it to me. I see you're on, on Instagram. Uh, text it to me. Yeah, I'm going to send it in your Instagram. Okay, folk, when, when you see what this, this, this heifer wrote... I mean, th this is what y'all voted for. Ooh, I can't ride, wait. I'm going to ride this woman. Pause. Um, Willie Brown already did that. Um, okay, here we go. I said it to Taisha. Uh, I, she about to, she, I know she just saw it, so here it is. Got it. She wrote this yesterday, 3.30 in the afternoon. I want to speak directly to the black women in our country. Thank you. You are too often overlooked and yet are asked time and time again to step up and be the backbone of our democracy. We could not have done this without you. Oh, she served me up a nice, nice, nice alley-oop. And I'm fixing to slam it down two hands, Vince Carter style. Get it. <sighs> Folk, y'all know how I feel about Headboard Harris, a.k.a. Kicks Up Kamala. AKA Willie Brown's cum dumpster. This is an E show, so it doesn't matter at this point. There's so much in that statement, them uh, four, four sentences, so much. Let's start with the first one because we got to introduce it. She said, I want to speak directly to the black women in our country. Folk. She ran for years saying she was black. She ran for years saying she was African-American. Ran for years saying she was an oppressed black woman who made it through the struggle, who smoked weed and listened to Tupac and Snoop Dogg in the late 80s when they didn't even come out yet. Folk, if you listen to that statement, she said, I want to speak directly to the black women in our country. I don't know how many black women are going to listen and hear this, but on, well, listen and see this, but uh, black women, what black woman do you know it would say a sentence like that if she's black? Wouldn't the sentence be, I want to speak directly to my sisters. I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just asking for a friend. Would you not say I want to speak directly to my sisters, my fellow black women, even? Hmm. But that's okay. We'll leave that sentence alone. That's just the that said. that is just it. Just it just goes to show that not. Oh goodness gracious! Just say it's skin folk ain't How skin folk, I? but her skin ain't. No, 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 no
it is is it's not even that one of the first movies I watched, you know, come into this wokeness, into this consciousness was the movie Sankofa. And it's by mm-hmm. a great brother out of 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 DC. And um I had had the honor of meeting him. So I, I highly encourage y'all to go check out the movie Sankofa by uh pronounce his name right, Holly Dorima. Okay. He's a professor over at Howard University. Since everybody wants to want to talk about their HBCUs, so, so shout much. out to Kamala. You know she running around with that that Howard University. But we're gonna talk about that. Sankofa Cafe. Sankofa Cafe is still open for business, and Sankofa. I'm sorry, Howard University was also the stumping grounds of Dr. Um, Francis Cress Welsing. You know, rest in power to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's this thing called the tragic mulatto or that person who, you know, denies their blackness. And I had, I don't want to call it the honor or the privilege, but this unfortunate circumstance of being around someone, you know, for quite a length of time who, you know, was on that, 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 that fence. They, they -hmm. were half black, half white, but they only dealt with their black side when it was convenient for them and there was perks in it but you know they were still on the white side and it was it 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 was quite damaging because these these kind of people are very aggressive they're very hateful you know they hate one side when it's convenient and then they mm-hmm. will hate other people that that, that, that come a, along with it and when you're a black woman who is unapologetic in your blackness and you're confident as you're black because I don't know why certain people expect you know when you're black to have low self-esteem and you know be confused about who you are me when I come into a situation I don't have to do any, anything extra to command attention it, it just happens and this female she happened to you know be intimidated by that so she did everything within her power to attack me to come at me even to the point where she tried to come at me physically and me I'm the type of person where you know what I put too much money in in, in, in my mouth so I'm not gonna fist fight with you I press charge and I show up in court so um, with this 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 situation here I just allow her to self-destruct and expose herself for who she really was in this situation here I see a person you know who played every side that was convenient okay I'll join a sorority and I will you know be a part of something so that because it benefits me but when that no longer benefits me I'm gonna go do something else and I'll it'll benefit me this way whether it's sleeping with black men I'll go over here where it's convenient and we have to get out of that to where we allow everything else as black people to define us oh I'm Christian first my sorority first my this first my nonprofit first you're black first okay mm. your, your two black parents that got together determined that you were going to be black you know even if you pop out albino before your gender is even determined you're black okay mm, say it again so, for the people in the back that hate that self-hate wasn't that fun of course it was fun but unfortunately that was only part one in the meantime as you wait for part two to upload You can go on your major platforms like Google, Apple, or Spotify, and also iHeartRadio and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio to listen to our archive of great episodes. And don't forget to push either the follow or the subscribe button. Thank you and take care. Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also 
interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.